This shit a motherfucking layup. I been Steph Curry with the shot. Been cooking with the sauce. Chef Curry with the pot, boy. Live from the 301. Live from the pot. I want to welcome my audience to episode number 11 of Curry in the Pot. I got got some good news for you guys. NFL draft for day one was last night. Got some playoff action tonight in the NBA. So let's get right into it. Today's topics are. We got NBA playoffs. Uh, the Wizards play the Hawks tonight. We also got the Celtics and Bulls tonight. And we also have the Jazz and the Clippers tonight. A few elimination games. And I'm going to talk about last night's elimination games between the Raptors and Bucks and the Spurs and Grizzlies. And then I'm going to transition to day one of the NFL draft. I'm going to talk winners and losers. I'm also going to talk sleepers as well as best available. And then I'm going to get into some local news. So let's get right into it. Last night, the Toronto Raptors took care of business and defeated the Milwaukee Bucks. I thought all along the Raptors were going to get this get this thing done. I had them beating the Bucks and I believe I said 5, but I was wrong. The Bucks got two games out of there. But I had a feeling all along the Raptors would eventually, you know, turn things up a bit. I didn't really think the series was that interesting honestly, but the Raptors got it done. Uh, next, I want to talk about the Grizzlies and Spurs series, which is a series I actually thought was pretty interesting. The Grizzlies came up short, uh, getting eliminated last night, losing the series 4-2. to two, But they gave the San Antonio Spurs, you know, a perennial contender in the Western Conference, they gave them all they could handle. We saw Mike Conley do some big things. Uh, he, I guess he earned his money this year. He signed that big contract over the offseason. Uh, Vince Carter was able to turn back the clock. I really want to applaud him for changing his game around. You know, me growing up watching Vince Carter, he was just a crazy athletic guy going to the rack. You know, a super athletic guy. But he really changed his game so that he could still hang around and be able to be productive in the NBA. He expanded his outside shot. And uh, he was just making plays. You know, a lot of winning plays, honestly. I just want to uh, shout out to Vince Carter. He was one of my favorite players growing up. And to see him still around and not just being another guy coming off the bench, but actually, you know, having somewhat of an impact, you know, that that's really good to see. And it has also been said that the 40-year-old Vince Carter wants to, intends to re-sign with the Grizzlies next year. So we're just going to have to see. I really want to shout out Kawhi Leonard, who absolutely balled out this series Averaging 31 for the series and shooting a really high percentage. So, yeah, Kawhi balled out. I believe he's probably the second best two-way player after LeBron. But Kawhi Leonard has definitely, you know, emerged into one of the top players in the NBA. Uh, Moving right along, I want to talk about the games tonight. We have the Wizards versus the Hawks. That game tips at 7 p.m. and it's on ESPNU. It's kind of odd, but it is on ESPNU tonight. And honestly, I would like to see the Wizards get a win on the road. They haven't done that this playoff series. But I would like to see them get one done on the road. The Hawks are a good team at home, and the Wizards are good at home. So this is more of a home-at-home series where both teams are winning on their home floor. But 
it would be encouraging to see the Wizards, you know, win one on the road because if they advance, they're going to really need to win on the road next round against the Celtics, which I assume the Celtics will beat the Bulls, but we'll just have to see about that one as well. But I'm looking, I'm looking for the role players to step up. John Wall and Bradley Bill have been doing their things. John Wall in particular, uh, they're going to need some contributions from other guys such as Marquise Morris, Otto Porter, Martian Gortat. And is, they're going to also need some contributions off the bench from Kelly Oubre, Bojan Bogdanovic, and Brandon Jennings as well. But the Hawks, I don't look for them to go down without a fight. I actually think the Hawks will win this game. But if they lose, I don't think they will go down without a fight. The Hawks have been able to hang around. Every game has been close except for that blowout victory in game three, I believe, that the Hawks had over the Wizards. So tonight's going to be an interesting game. Uh, the second game I want to talk about is the Celtics and Bulls tonight. The Celtics have came back down 2-0, and they have a lead over the Bulls in the series 3-2. They have a one-game advantage over the Bulls. And tonight's game six is on the road, and the Celtics have proven that they can win on the road, winning games three and four on the road. So it's going to be interesting to see. The turning point in the series is really the Rajon Rondo injury. Uh, that kind of sucks. Rajon Rondo was getting easy shots for pretty much everybody, but mainly the bigs. He was getting those guys involved. But I think the Bulls have run out of energy, and I think the Celtics are going to get this one done tonight on the road in Chicago. The last game tonight will be the Jazz versus the Clippers. And I said it. I said it. Jazz in six. I told y'all at the beginning. I know a lot of crazy things have happened. Rudy Gobert went down in game one. Blake Griffin is out for the series. But through it all, I didn't waver from my pick even when Rudy Gobert went down. So I'm definitely not going to waver now. The Jazz have a game six on their home floor tonight against the Los Angeles Clippers, and I expect the Jazz to win. Joe Johnson has been phenomenal off the bench, as well as Rodney Hood. We know what Gordon Hayward can do. He had a breakout year this year. He was a first-time All-Star, and Rudy Gobert has made his presence known since he came back into the series. So we're just going to have to see. The Clippers are going to have some unanswered questions if they lose tonight. Uh, with the impending free agency of Chris Paul, Blake Griffin, as well as J.J. Redick. And Doc Rivers may not be around next year either, so we're just going to have to see. But I got the Jazz winning tonight. I think the Jazz will close things out, even though they're going to lose to Golden State next round. Moving right along, I want to transition into the NFL. Last night was the start of the 82nd annual NFL Draft, and boy, were we in for a lot of surprises. There was no surprise to see Miles Garrett go number one, but at number two, the Bears made a crazy trade to trade up and take Mitch Trubinsky, the quarterback from North Carolina. I don't really like the pick, but we saw a lot of surprises. We saw three receivers go in the top 10, as well as three quarterbacks to go in the top 12. Uh, we saw a lot of skill position players go. We saw two running backs go in the top eight, so it was going to be interesting. Uh, I'm going to talk winners and losers. So I'm going to do that right now. My first winner, I want to congratulate the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, they have a first-time GM in John Lynch who went straight from the broadcast booth and transitioned to GM. I thought he had a phenomenal draft. The 49ers started the night with the second overall pick, but they made a trade back with the Chicago Bears, and they still were able to grab their guy. And Solomon Thomas, the edge rusher from Stanford, 
So they traded back, and they traded back one pick. They swapped pick with the Bears and still were able to get their guy. And while trading back, they got a third-round pick for this year, a fourth-round pick for this year, as well as a 2018 third-round pick. So congrats to John Lynch and the 49ers also. With the 31st pick in the draft, they were able to trade back into the first round and grab Ruben Foster, who was my favorite prospect, especially on the defensive side of the ball, but he was my favorite prospect in the entire draft. And he's a top three talent. So the 49ers, we'll just see if those picks pan out, and I think they will. I'm going to go to losers, then I'm going to hop back over to winners. My loser is the team I just mentioned before the 49ers, the Chicago Bears. They gave up a lot of picks just to trade up one spot to take Mitch Trubinsky, a guy that would have been there if they didn't even trade up. The 49ers guy all along was Solomon Thomas, so the Bears probably could have, gra- could have grabbed Trubisky at three, but they did not. They traded up. They gave away a third and a fourth and a future third, as I mentioned before, which was not a good idea. Mitch Trubisky is more of a, a project guy. He can develop in the right system or behind the right QB, but more so the right system as Pat Mahomes is going to be doing with the Chiefs. I'm going to talk about that in a little bit. But I do not like the pick. The pick was awful. The Bears just signed Mike Glennon in free agency. They paid him like a starter. And they just gave away a third and a fourth round pick when they could have used those picks to perhaps get some more weapons. All you really have is Jordan Howard on the offense. Sean Jeffrey departed and went to the Eagles. So what do you really have besides Zach Miller, only person I could think of? So what do the Bears have? Uh, They are my first loser. They're the biggest loser for me. I'm going to head back to winners, and I'm going to talk about my team, the Washington Redskins, who perhaps, in my opinion, I think they had the steal of the draft, taking Jonathan Allen, the defensive player. He he plays DM, but he can also play any, any spot on the defensive line from Alabama, and that was a great pick. Uh, Many teams were scared because of shoulder arthritis issues, but also there was a run of skill position players like like one we haven't seen in a long time, which means which is the reason why he fell and he fell right into the Redskins lap. It was a perfect pick. The Redskins have needs at D line and he's a great football player. Many mock drafts a few months ago had Jonathan Allen as the best player, but he was a top three talent all along, a top five talent at worst, and I think the Redskins got themselves such a good player at 17 at that. My next loser is the Cincinnati Bengals. They're they're a loser on my list because they drafted John Ross at number nine. Listen, I don't think John Ross is a bad player. The Bengals had other needs such as inside linebacker. I thought... Maybe they would draft Reuben Foster, but they didn't. I don't think John Ross is a bad player, but I don't think he was a first-round talent. Uh, The guy has blazing speed. I knew there would be a team that would fall in love with his combine. He had an outstanding combine. Even broke Chris Johnson's combine record with the 4-2-2. But I don't think that was a good pick. I mean, obviously they need somebody alongside A.J. Green, but... He's more of a gadget player in my my opinion, and the Bengals could have got a gadget player in the third or fourth round, let's say. Moving back to the winner's circle, uh, I got the Kansas City Chiefs on my winner's list for making the trade, the trade up for Pat Mahomes. Honestly, the Chiefs don't have many holes in their team. Uh, they have a great defense. 
uh, their offense is uh, their offense is good. Uh, Alex Smith is a is a is a decent QB. They have Jeremy Macklin. They have Tyreek Hill, who was phenomenal last year. They have Travis Kelsey, the big tight end. They don't really have too many flaws. I think Pat Mahomes is a good pickup because he can sit for a year and really develop and and grow in that system. And boy, he's gonna be a star in a few years. That guy has a cannon. So hats off to the Chiefs for making that selection. Back to the I want to go back to losers and. Another loser I have is the Baltimore Ravens. This team really needed a wide receiver, and unfortunately there was a run of receivers that got drafted in the first round. Corey Davis went to the Titans at five. Then you had Mike Williams go to the Chargers at seven, and then John Ross, as I just mentioned, went to the Bengals at nine. And they went Marlon Humphrey. I don't think he's a bad player, but I don't think he's going to be a great corner. He plays more of a safety if you look at his game film. So I got to go with the Ravens as big losers because they really need a receiver. Maybe they will address that later on in the draft. We'll just have to see. And my last winner, I want to congratulate the New Orleans Saints. They got the best cornerback in the draft. And Marshawn Lattimore, the corner from Ohio State, he's the best corner in the draft. And they got him at number 11. And I'm pretty sure they did not see him being there. Uh, The Saints have a really bad, they have a really horrid, you know, pass defense, secondary and they needed a lot of help. And Marshawn Lattimore is just the guy to, you know, start giving those guys some help. That's all I have for winners and losers. So now I want to talk about the best available as well as my sleepers. Uh, Dalvin Cook, a guy that I thought would be taking round one, running back out of Florida State. I thought he would go round one. He's still available. Joe Mixon from Oklahoma, he's still on the board. Malik McDowell, the defensive lineman from Michigan State, he's still there. Cooper Cup, who I mentioned yesterday, the wide receiver, wide receiver from Eastern Washington. You can expect to probably hear his name called today. He's projected to go in the second or third round, so you should hear his name called today. Another guy I like is Zay Jones, wide receiver from East Carolina. He lit it up last year. Still got Sidney Jones, Kevin King, guys I mentioned yesterday. Even Tease Tabor is still on the board. There's a lot of talent still left. You even have the safety who had a tremendous combine. His name is Obi Melanfonwu, the safety from Connecticut. He had a tremendous combine, and he's also 6'4", so he could do a lot of things at the safety position. He should hear his name called today, Buda Baker, another guy I mentioned yesterday. So uh, day two is an interesting day. The Seattle Seahawks have six picks today. They have six picks in tonight's draft. So it's going to be interesting to see what they do. They should go offensive line. I think Forrest Lamp will get drafted by them. Uh, Deshaun Kaiser, a prospect quarterback from Notre Dame, he's still on the board. Going to be interesting to see where he might land. And Raquan McMillan, a guy I hope maybe the Redskins take a look at. The middle linebacker from Ohio State. There's a lot of talent out there. Uh, you really you really find your roster. You feel really find the guys on your rosters on day two and three. You know, the, the, the meat of your team, the core of your team. You know, Richard Sherman was a fifth-round pick. Tom Brady was a late pick. It's, it's so many examples. I can go on and on. Tyron Matthew was a day two guy. But I really want to congratulate all the players who got selected last night in the first round. Uh, you know, your dreams came true. And there's going to be a lot, a lot more names called tonight and tomorrow. But for the players who do not get selected, do not be discouraged. There are more undrafted free agents on NFL rosters than first and second round picks. So 
like I said, do not be discouraged. There's going to be a lot a lot of talent. They may not get drafted. There's going to be on NFL rosters making an impact pretty soon. Now I'm going to wrap things up with some local news. As I said, the Atlanta Hawks and the Washington Wizards will play game six at 7 p.m. on ESPNU. And they will play at the Phillips Arena. Also, the Redskins picked Jonathan Allen last night with the 17th pick. The Redskins have nine more draft picks left, and they have two tonight. Pick number 49 and pick number 81. So it's going to be interesting to see what they do with those. And I just want to thank everybody for listening and all the love and support that I've been getting on these podcasts. I really love doing this. I really love talking about sports. This is an exciting time of the year with the NBA playoffs going and the NFL draft. I just want to thank everybody for listening. Thank everybody for the love and support. And this is Mike Curry. Episode number 11 is done.